This is Beth Bruno, and you're listening to the Fierce and Lovely Podcast. Welcome back to the Fierce and Lovely Podcast, where each week my daughters and I process topics that moms and teens are asking about. Helping you foster a more connected relationship and maybe learning about Gen Z along the way. of the Fierce and Lovely podcast, where each week I am joined by two co-hosts, my daughters. Well, I love every one of the previous 70 episodes and the dynamic women I interviewed. I knew the next reiteration of the show needed to amplify the voices of the young women I'm doing all this for. So meet Ella. She is my 17-year-old, the middle child, a senior in high school, finishing in December to hopefully do a gap semester with World Race. She is an Enneagram 3 and juggles a part-time job, school leadership, and college-level classes. And Sophie is my youngest, 14 years old, freshman at a new high school, and we know that she is definitely in the head center of the Enneagram, probably a 5. She is a budding photographer and our pop culture extraordinaire. I can't wait to dive into issues from their perspective this season. Our hope is that moms and daughters will have a show to engage together and be encouraged and feel normal as a result. Because isn't that it for most of us? We just want to know that we're not alone out there in whatever it is we're dealing with. So welcome to our lives. Enjoy. So it seemed good and right to start off our new season by giving a little bit of background and kind of flyover explanation of what we even mean when we use the words fierce and lovely. So let me start with a little bit of history uh, as to where those even came from. I designed and wrote about a year-long rites of passage I did with Ella, and that book came out in 2018. And it was written for moms, and it had five different categories, ways that I really saw women imaging God on earth. And uh, they were meant to be a springboard for women to kind of come up with and create their own because there are far more than five. But that's kind of um, a nutshell version of of what that entire book was about. It's called A Voice Becoming, a year-long mother-daughter journey into passionate purpose living. But what happened is that my husband runs a ministry called Restoration Project designed at helping men be better brothers and better fathers. And one of their um, key kind of signature programs is running father-son and now father-daughter expeditions during the summer. So we were just, he was just about to create the first father-daughter camp, and they were trying to figure out how do they help dads really platform moms to take ownership of welcoming their girls into womanhood. And they didn't want to totally replicate my book, but they they needed a kind of a a tangible um, nugget of a way to represent kind of what we're all talking about. 
my husband and I both together. So we were brainstorming and trying to co-design what that weekend might look like. And we were talking about the, the five categories I wrote about in my book and really what we wanted dads to, to see most in their girls. And eventually out of that conversation came the words fierce and lovely. And what we began to to kind of flesh out is that we really see fierce as the the act of coming alongside of God to come against injustice and all that is wrong in the world. And lovely is coming alongside of God to bring forth life and beauty. And that when those two things coexist, we image well femininity to the world. And that when we look at scripture, when we look at women throughout history, when we look at women around us today, I think the healthiest and strongest, most attractive, beautiful examples of of God at work here in the world is seen in the embodiment of fierce and lovely in women. And honestly, that is what I pursued in the last 70 episodes as I conversed with different women, walking that out in different ways in different parts of the world. I wanted to explore the ways in which they saw fierce and lovely at work in their own lives. If you were listeners to those seasons, you heard some some pushback. You heard some engagement in that around those words in different ways, particularly from my BIPOC guests. It was so enriching for me. I learned so much and I continue to embrace those two words for myself and for my girls. In fact, I joke that that the day I finally get my tattoo, I will have fierce on one wrist and lovely on the other because I feel like they have become words to live by. And it is a joy to engage with my own girls around those two words. And and that's what we're going to do for you as we launch this new season of the Fierce and Lovely podcast. So Ella, tell us a little bit about what those words mean for you. Yeah, well, obviously I've grown up kind of hearing those words, especially in the last um, maybe five years. And everything, all that I think of when I think of fierce and lovely is the combination between both fierce and lovely and how important it is to be balanced. So you've always talked about a bird and how a bird has two different wings and without the other, the bird falls. So in fierce and lovely, you have to be both fierce and lovely to really be strong. Um, And without the other, um, you can't really fulfill what God wants you to fulfill. So for you, you're really seeing how the balance of Mm -hmm. embracing both of those in your life as that reflection of the image of God through you as a young woman is so vital. Yes, exactly. And can you speak to any example of maybe where you see that balance coexisting well, where you see an imbalance and what that might look like? Yeah, well, I always grew up assuming that lovely meant being pretty and little petite and loving to play with tea. Um, And that definitely was not me. That was not you. That was 100% not me. And so I thought I was just fierce. But now... I'm kind of thinking about how fierce and lovely play into my life, and I'm realizing that my fierceness is the way that I'm striving um, 
for like against social issues and in my career I want to pursue something where I can impact somebody else and that's going against evil in the world and coming alongside God um, and the loveliness in myself is loving people and wanting to make an open space for open conversation and um, bringing forth beauty coming alongside God and without the other one I think that I wouldn't be able to achieve either. Mm-hmm. So without love, I wouldn't be able to really pursue my passion for justice. And without the fierceness behind the passion, I wouldn't be able to love people well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember for you early on in like becoming a tween, it was really important for you to be clear that you were not going to be <laughs> a girly girl. And I remember taking you to out for, for high tea once and making you wear like the one skirt you owned. And it was a total failure. It was not the space that you felt most seen mm-hmm. and known. And and it, really, since that was your perception of what femininity was at the time, you wanted to rebel against it because that's it was so narrow of a definition. Mm-hmm. And it took a lot of work to call out for you a more robust definition of what it looks like to be a woman. And bringing in that fierce element, I think is what gave you a bigger vision for who you were designed to be as a girl. Exactly. You nailed it. <laughs> Sophie, I'd love to hear some of your thoughts around those two words and, and what comes to your mind. Well, just building off of Ella, I mean, you can't really go without one. Um, I think a lot of girls today are growing up just thinking that they need to be fierce. Um, I think the phase where it was like pink and pretty and princessy has started to fade a little bit and girls think that they need to be like tomboys. I remember that was my word in elementary school and there were like girls who were wearing like shorts and a t-shirt and like that made them tomboys. But that's not what being fierce is. That's not what being lovely is. That's just the external. And that's really not what we're talking about at all, right? Is yeah. How you dress and how you hold yourself on the outside. Yeah. And that's, I think, the common misconception. When you grow up without one, that's comes into adulthood. And I think we're seeing that a lot with women today of just being fierce and just being like bulldozers. But in the woman that you've brought onto this podcast and in you and in all of your friends. I'm thinking of Tracy, um, and she is so fierce, and she's an Enneagram 8, but the way that she is fierce is also lovely. So I think being fierce is what you do, and then being lovely is how you do it. I think that's an interesting way of distinguishing them, and yet I think fierce is, is as much a part of who we are on the inside and the core of, of what we are bringing to the world. It's not just what we're doing. Just like lovely is not just how we're doing it. It's also the actual things that we're creating and, and manifesting in the world. I think they're both coming out of this internal soul level space. And that is where we are image bearers of God in our femininity. And as women, we hold both of those simultaneously. And it's out of that space that when we are balanced, like Ella was saying, with both wings, 
healthy and strong that we really can bring the fullness of who we are as women of God to the world. Thanks for listening to the Fierce and Lovely podcast. You can find more great resources on raising teen girls in 2020 at www.fierceandlovely.org. And if you're feeling overwhelmed, lonely, or stuck, well, every month, a community of women is coming together online to become more intentional mothers to teen girls and to develop the connection they deeply long for. We call it the Fierce and Lovely Moms Membership Community, and you can learn all about it at fierceandlovely.org.